Welcome to the Maximizing Outcomes Podcast, brought to you by Jim McGovern and the McGovern Wealth Group. Achieving bigger and better results with money, family, and business isn't about creating a bigger to-do list for yourself. It's about who can help you create results without you having to do all the work. Listen as we provide uncommon perspectives, powerful resources, and experienced people that can help you maximize outcomes in your life. Let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to Maximizing Outcomes with Jim McGovern. Jim, what's going on? Well, Eric, we got a great show today uh, lined up because we're going to be talking about uh, business valuations. Uh, okay. That, that's a huge subject. Who'd you bring it's, on to talk about that with? So we have uh, Jason Early, who I'll introduce in just a minute here. Um, but I just want to set the stage before we bring Jason on. Okay. Because, you know, business owners that we work with, I mean, they pour their heart and souls into their company. And it's really, I mean, they're they're all in. And a huge part of their net worth is tied up in their company. Um, but it's not like owning shares of stock like Coca-Cola, where any moment in time, if you want to know the value of your business or your shares of that business, you simply log into your account and you see what the stock is trading at. Uh, the stock market in real time is going to price in what that stock is worth at any given moment. And if you decide you want to unload it, you click a couple of buttons or you you call your advisor and all of a sudden there's a liquid market that absorbs those shares and you get cash a couple of days later. Owning a small business is very, very different. So odds are, if this is a big part of your net worth and I asked you how much is your, is your business worth today, mm-hmm. most business owners just simply don't have an accurate number. So that's why we wanted to bring Jason on the show today. Uh, Jason Early is the president of Biz Equity. So, Jason, welcome to the show. Great to be here, Jim. Appreciate you having me. So, I'm excited to talk about this, and I know a lot of our listeners are uh, are going to be excited to hear this as well. But uh, let's just talk a little bit about what who Biz Equity is and uh, why does Biz Equity exist in the first place. Well, you did a great job teeing us up there, and um, you know, largely we exist for for the reasons that you outlined there. We believe that owners of private companies deserve to know the value of their business. And like you like you mentioned, right? Owners of private companies don't necessarily have that luxury. And so to value your business as an owner of a private company, it's it's offline, it's very expensive, it's intrusive, it's slow. And so the net result of that is most owners of, of private companies don't value themselves or don't know the value of what's oftentimes their largest asset. And so, again, we we believe that owners of private companies deserve to know their value. And so that's kind of what we set out to solve. Our mission has always been to democratize uh, business valuation knowledge for for owners of private companies. And, and, and that's the problem that we're attacking. So, Jason, for the folks that are listening that have never had a, a business valuation done, uh, I guess historically... What has that process been like? What's involved? How long does it typically take? Yeah, I think that's what, you know, we used a, a, a statistic all the time uh, that suggests 98%, and this is in any given year, but 98% of privately held companies don't value themselves. And when we look at why that is, it's because the value prop is broken, right? So to 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 answer your question, right, to to do a valuation traditionally, it's, you know, you're going to have to engage either a valuation firm or an accounting firm or um, an investment bank. It's going to be four to six weeks. It's going to be highly intrusive. It's going to be a distraction to you running your your business day to day. 
Um, and worst, it's terribly expensive. And and again, that's not a it's it's expensive because it takes a lot of time for somebody in the professional services space to to perform to perform that valuation, right? You're 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 trading uh, dollars for somebody's expertise and for somebody's time, and uh, and that's expensive. And so. Um, Again, to, to my earlier point, it, the value prop is broken for both sides, right? It it is it, again your your local uh, accountant or your accounting firm that that may or may not do valuations. Uh, for them to add this as a as a value add for for their business owner clients, um, they've got to have somebody that has that level of expertise, and then that somebody that can be dedicated to it to to spend that amount of time. And so, you don't see a lot of firms that that offer it as a service. You you, you typically see at the higher end of the market, right? You see a lot of evaluation firms and investment banks, but but obviously they want to then market the business. And so, um, again, I, I just think that there's a challenge in the market where, you know, and, and again, I'm off on a bit of a tangent here, but but bear with me. When you look at the the landscape, right, and you say, all right, there's 27 million businesses in the privately held businesses in the country today. Um, all of the businesses that get the attention, right, and these are again, privately held, non-publicly traded companies, all of the businesses that get the attention are at the higher end of the market. They might be private equity owned, they might be venture backed, um, high growth companies, but that's a very small percentage of, of privately held companies, right? The the large majority, I'm talking 95, 96, 98% of businesses um, are main street type businesses. And that doesn't mean they're small, but but they're not getting that type of attention. Um, and they're not getting the attention of, of, again, the valuation firms or the investment banks. And, and, um, they're to your point, they're, they're businesses that are owner operated and the owners are pouring their blood, sweat, and tears into this business. And, uh, oftentimes it's their largest asset and they have no idea what it's worth. And that, that, that creates some real challenges. So business value, I think the point is it's not just to get a, a, a number of, hey, this is what your company is worth. It's well, how do you use that number? So can you just speak for a little bit about why business valuation is so important from a business owner's perspective and, and what they can do with that information? Yeah, I think it's a great question. And um, it, it it blows our mind, quite frankly, every day. We get this question all the time, which is, well, why do I need to know or why is it important? And I think from from an owner's perspective, um, there's a couple things, right? Number one, it, it's your life's work more times than not. And so, to your point about owning shares in Coca-Cola, um, you know, if you if you know the value of your home or you know the value of your retirement portfolio or your individual stock holdings, why shouldn't you know the the value of your largest asset, right? And I think again, we talk about kind of that landscape and 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 the fact that. Most businesses um, are in that kind of zero to to five million dollar value range. You know, for a lot of owners of companies of that size, they they built their business to spit up enough cash to maintain or to 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 have a lifestyle, and off of that cash flow, they saved enough money that at some point they could they could retire. Well. I think what what we're seeing in today's market and and understanding that there's 10 million uh, baby boomers that own businesses, there's a lot of transferable value here. There's $13.2 trillion of business value that's set to transition over the next decade. So owners are realizing this wasn't just a lifestyle business for me. There's transferable value here. 
And again, CNBC has a stat that says um, 78% of business owners say they're going to fund their retirement through the sale of their business. But I mentioned earlier that 98% of business owners don't know the value of their business. So that's like saying, I'm going to retire off of this business. I just have no idea what that's going to be. So again, to your question, from, from an owner's perspective, it's incredibly important to know the value of your business so that you can, one, impact that value over time. If I know the value today, I, and I know the value it needs to be tomorrow, what are the levers that I can pull to impact that value over time? Number two, it can help me make more informed decisions, right? Uh, critical financial decisions about succession planning, about capital structure, about risk management, about personal financial planning, about key person planning, buy-sell planning, if I've got a partner in the business, you name it. Um, there, there's a lot of critical decisions that business owners make uh, and knowing the value uh, is critical to that. Yeah, I think it's it's interesting even from an advisor's perspective. You know, you mentioned that you know most owners are banking on the sale of their company someday to fund their retirement. Yet they don't know what that company's worth or you know if there's a shortfall there. So you know, what about from an advisor's perspective? How important is that valuation, not just now, but just that ongoing uh, changing number in the future to you know, just the advice that, that an advisor is giving to a client. Yeah. I mean, we think it's insane, quite frankly, that, that, a, that a financial advisor could possibly provide financial advice to the owner of a private company without knowing the value of the business, right? I mean, it, every, every thing is predicated on, on the value of that asset. Again, if, if, if it fits into the financial plan, right. Um, and, and find me a business owner that, that doesn't have, um, you know, the value of their business impacting their financial plan one way or another. And so again, when when you think about it from a personal financial planning standpoint, or for and, and this is from the owner's perspective, right? From a personal financial planning standpoint, from a succession planning standpoint, what happens to this business, right? Am I selling it to a third party? Am I transitioning it to the next generation? Um, am I transitioning it to employees? All of these things. Um, the value pl plays a critical role in that. I mentioned risk management. So from a risk management standpoint, I've built this valuable business. Well, God, what happens if, if, if God forbid something happens to me? Um, so, you know, I've built the, the, the value here. Well, what happens if I can't go to work tomorrow? What happens if, if God forbid I don't come home tonight? Um, how do I make sure that, that, that the business survives or more importantly, my, my, my family captures the financial value of that business, um, you know, that, I, that I've, I've worked so hard to, to build. So again, all of these decisions are, are critical. And far too often we see advisors walk into a business owner and they say, Jim, you know, what's the business worth? And you say, gosh, I don't know, five or 10 million bucks. You say, great, let's use seven and a half for the plan. And that's really not fair for, 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 you know, the, the value of the business or, or, or for the impact that has on financial decisions that you're, that, that you're making as an owner. In fact, we see a lot of owners that will you know, use rules of thumb. They'll say, "Hey, I have a friend that's you know, in a related industry or in a in a competing I'm sorry, in a competing company, and uh, this is what they said my company is worth." And those numbers just aren't really that reliable. Uh, so, in your experience, I mean, do you find at Biz Equity that that owners ballpark these numbers pretty well, or most of the time are they pretty far off from what they think the company is worth and what it's really worth? Yeah, they're 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 miles off, right? I mean, there there's certainly great people understand, right? And owners understand that, um, you know, there there's kind of market comp market comps, and and there's you know rules of thumb, or or they might even know their industry multiple. Um, 
and that's all factors into it and that's all well and good. But what they don't understand is, and again, we see owners, you know, when, when, when our company was founded, our founder and CEO thought um, that we were going to make people angry, right? That, that business owners would often always overinflate the value of the business. Well, that we found that that isn't really true. Meaning um, owners of private companies are smart and what do they do? They, you know, are they load the business up with expenses, um, you know, cars, maybe their daughter's wedding, insurance, you name it, right? It, it, they're loading the business up with expenses to to lower their overall tax exposure. Well, what you're doing there is is you're, um, you know, lowering the, the the quote unquote cash that that business spits off. And so again, all of this stuff factors in, and you have to know how to kind of understand owners' compensation and account for that in in, in the value of the business. And so. My my whole point in saying all that is oftentimes business owners are pleasantly surprised in terms of when you add that back in, what that does to to um you know your EBITDA and ultimately what that means in terms of valuation. So we find that more often than not, business owners are pleasantly surprised at the value of their business and they don't realize how valuable that asset is. And so again, having an understanding of you know, just an, an industry multiple or a, a rule of thumb really doesn't get you there if you don't understand all that's happening inside of the business from from kind of an expense standpoint and and um, you know your growth trajectory and all these different things that that um, matter to the business. And again, the the last thing I'll say is on this is, you know, there are um, certainly a lot of value drivers in a business, but we look at four key value drivers. And and oftentimes, if you understand some of the things that drive value in a business, i.e. customer concentration or importance of the owner, right? A lot of times, owner-operator businesses, business owners might like to say, um, I've got all these relationships. I'm critical to the business. The business can't run without me. And it's an ego thing. Well, guess what? That isn't good for the value of your business, right? You want to be able to step away from your business and your business to thrive. That increases the transferable value. And so, um, again, understanding the things that drive value gives you a chance to, to, to impact that value over time. So we did an episode, I think it was episode number 11, where we talked about just the process for you know, financial planning for a business. And we talked about the importance <laughs> of you know, protecting the value of the company today and the company's cash flows that you enjoy not, not only personally, but that's what, what fuels your company. And we talked about most people aren't really ready to leave their business yet. Yeah, you know, there's still there's still a lot of uh, you know, growth potential in their future. So how do they grow the value of that company? And then ultimately they have to have an exit plan. How do we get out of this company with the most amount of money on an after tax basis? So if you think about that, I mean valuation just feeds through all three of those steps in the process. So while it's critically important, Jason, is there a right time to have a business valued? And once it is valued, how often should it be updated? Yeah, another great question. And, you know, is there a great time to to check your 401k balance or your, your investment portfolio? I mean, you know, I don't know that there's a great answer to that, but one of the things that that we believe is that valuation isn't a one-time event, right? Valuation is an ongoing, living, breathing thing, and so um, that goes to kind of the, the the second part of your question, which is how often should it be updated? You know, again, we we believe in a world or want to see a world where um, owners of private companies can see that in in real time, the same way that 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 publicly comp- publicly traded companies can, and so. Um, Again, to, to to the point that it's not a one-time event, right? If I did a a, a valuation and I spent twenty, 
40, 50 grand on the valuation of my business two or three years ago. I'm not super inclined to do that year after year. Um, but how relevant is the value of my business that I did two or three years ago, right? When you pick up your largest client or God forbid you lose your largest client or um, you added a new revenue line or a new product line or God forbid, you know, COVID happens as an example, mm -hmm. right? These things have dramatic impacts on on the value of, of your business. And so um, again, we believe that that's something that you ought to be understanding and, and monitoring at all at all times. But you know, when is the right time? Look, I'll tell you what what isn't the right time. The right time isn't when you pick pick your head up one day and say, um, that's it. I want I want to sail off into the sunset and retire, right? If you're if you're going to exit your business, um the market's going to tell you what the value of that business is. Um, you know, when when you go to market that business. Uh if you're if you're three years out, five years out, and you start to understand the value of your business and, and again, how you can impact that value over time um, through proper kind of exit and succession planning, you're going to create a much better outcome. Absolutely. So Jason, uh, you know, biz equity is is definitely uh, on the cutting edge of technology in this valuation space. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, how biz equity is solving these problems and and about the technology and the process that you guys use to to value a company and, and solve a lot of these issues that we're talking about? Yeah, so we are uh, appreciate the question. we're We're a software business. And so our software platform um, is able to to again, what I think there's one hundred and forty three total data elements that go into the software um, that then generates an output. And so um it's obviously very complex uh, on the back end, and we've got, you know, an, an algorithm and an engine that that produces valuations. We cover over 900 different industries, and obviously, industries are, um, you know, critically important from a valuation perspective. As a as a dentist in Manhattan trades at a very different multiple than uh, an auto dealer in Boise, Idaho. Right? Industry is important. Geography is important. Obviously, all the financials are, are critically important. Um, but the software captures all of that information. Uh, and then in real time, again, once once all the data is input, um, generates a dashboard and a, and a, and a report. So uh, on that dashboard, you'll see the valuation of the business. You'll see, um, we'll chart that over time. So um, if you as the business owner or your advisor updates financial data, obviously that'll change the financial, uh, or excuse me, the valuation. But even without updates to, to the financials, you're going to watch that valuation history graph change over time. Uh, as markets change. And again, private markets, you know, multiples as an example in private markets change far less frequently than than do those of their public company counterparts. But um, again, that goes to the point of our belief that, that valuation um, is not a one-time event. It, it, it's a living, breathing thing. And so you can watch that in the valuation history graph. Uh, then we s serve up 12 different KPIs or key performance indicators kind of like a, we'd liken it to like a McKinsey for Main Street, right? Where where you're getting insights on your business and how you're performing uh, against benchmarks of your industry peers that you otherwise wouldn't get. And that's all, you know, compiled in a 29-page report that you can click and download in, in real time. And that 29-page report's going to go through four different conclusions of value on the business. So an equity enterprise uh, asset and liquidation value of the business. It's going to go through a financial summary. It's going to go through those 12 different KPIs uh, and things like that. So again, the software is super user-friendly and, and easy to interact with on the front end, but obviously very complex and, and um, you know, effective on the back end. So a question I had for you, just because you guys uh, 
you know, you, you guys see this on a daily basis. I mean, uh, how many how many businesses has Biz Equity valued? Um, so there's roughly 500,000 uh, businesses that have been through our platform. I mean, we, we've we've valued um, all 30 million, you know, roughly 30 million businesses across the the, the country um, on what we call kind of a pre-value basis, meaning uh, we gather publicly available data on all private companies. And so we do bounce that against our engine or algorithm. And then we, we serve that up in a, in a prospecting database. So um, you know, we valued over 30 million businesses that way, but, but over half a million businesses, um, have actually gone and, and input data and, and received a valuation from biz equity or, or an advisor. So when you've seen that many businesses, um, I'm sure you've seen the effects that inflation and interest rate hikes have had. I mean, it's been all over the news. So how should a business owner be thinking about, uh, we'll start with inflation and, and the impact that has in their business, uh, in terms of value. Yeah, look, there, there's no doubt. You you watch that kind of across the across the stack, and so you're seeing inflation impact the, um, the 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 largest businesses, the largest publicly traded businesses, as as you are the smallest privately held businesses. And so, you know, I think what what thirty four percent of business owners suggest that uh, inflation is the biggest challenge that they face today, right? And so some of those challenges are right. Goods and materials are harder to find. Dollars buy less and materials cost more. Uh, consumers are redirecting spending. Labor costs are increasing. And all of these things um, affect both revenues and, and your operating expenses. And so even if both your revenues and OPEX rise, you know the relative change there is going to determine the impact on, on profits. And ultimately, the profits of a business, the free cash flow of a business impacts the value of a business. And so, you know, what you know, the impact that we see from a valuation perspective isn't to say, you know, oh my gosh, markets are dramatically changing and and a business that traded it at, you know, five times free cash flow is now trading at three and a half times. It's it's more so the impact of cash flow on these businesses, right? Higher inflation is leading to 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 lower free cash flow, which is leading to a, a, a lower valuation. And again, there's kind of the size effect. So wherever you are up and down the the spectrum, the the larger a business is, the large you know you see multiple expansion. The smaller a business is, you see multiple contraction. And so um, that sliding scale is is critically important. So so you know inflation's having a, a, a direct impact on on valuation, um, but m- more importantly, it's <laughs> for the business owner, right? It's having a it's having a a direct impact on on cash flows. And so um, there's no doubt it's challenging times. There's there's also no doubt that there's there's kind of winners and losers in terms of in terms of industry. And we saw this in COVID too. Um, there were some businesses that were, you know, significantly positively impacted by COVID or by inflation. Um, but that that that's more the exception than the rule. What about interest rates? I mean, we've seen some valuations uh, take a pretty big hit here this year that that caught a few owners by surprise. They're like, I thought my company's worth more than that. Um, you know, and there's a variety of reasons why that could happen, but you know, do, do interest rates play a role and put pressure on the value of a business? Yeah, kind of. You know, kind of, kind of same line of thinking there, right? I mean, a, a lot of these businesses, you know, you, you you're projecting out what the future cash flows of these businesses are, and um, you know, the, the the higher the interest rate, um, you know, oftentimes the, the the lower the cash flows, and so it's really as simple as that. And um, you know, high, in a high rate environment. Um, you know, there are some benefits to the, to, to the valuation they might get, but, but overall, um, it, 
it softens. One of the ways I've explained it to folks is you just think about buying a house. You know, if mortgage rates triple, are you willing to pay the same price for that house? Probably not. A lot of folks, they have been financing it. I just don't have the cash flow to pay that much. I mean, you see downward pressure put on real estate prices. And the same thing can certainly happen if you're trying to finance the, the purchase of a business. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. It changes the economics for the for the buyer. And um, and again, that depends on who the buyer is and and how they're thinking about the business, but um, no, no doubt about it. So one of the questions before we talk about how business owners can get started with evaluation, uh, you mentioned algorithms and big data, things like that, that are that are a, a big part of this valuation uh, number that's produced. Does Biz Equity have certified valuation analysts as part of the team? We do. And so, um, you know, Scott Gabehart is our, our chief valuation officer and Scott's been in and around the valuation space for 30 plus years. He's you know, wrote the seminal book in in the space, the business valuation book. And um, Scott's done over 5,000 offline valuations. He testifies for the IRS and the SBA in, in, in valuation-related matters. And, and he's one of the brightest minds in, in valuation. And so Scott built our our underlying engine and, and algorithm. Um, and Scott's got a team of folks that that help support him and, and keep the algorithm um, updated. And obviously we, we rely on a lot of data, as you mentioned. Um, you know, when you, when you think about evaluation firm or an accounting firm that, that might be running valuations on your behalf, you know, they're relying on, on transaction history data or market comp data, and they might be getting it from one or two sources. Um, obviously because of the nature of our business, um, we've got dozens of, of sources that, that feed our engine and algorithm. And, and, um, you know, there's some kind of big data players in, in the, private company transaction history space. And then there's some really niche and, 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 um, you know, smaller players that, that might be focused on, you know, veterinary transactions in, in the Southeast. And so again, we're, we're aggregating all of that data and it's feeding our engine to, to, to get smarter. And then obviously the, the, the more work that we do and, and the more businesses that we're able to value, the more we're able to rely on our own data, um, so yeah, there, there, there's a lot of data that goes into this, but we've got a a, a, a team of folks, um, incredibly bright in the space that um, you know keep keep the engine and, and algorithm getting smarter every day. So the the value is is vitally important for not only understanding you know, perhaps what gap you might have in your own retirement planning, but also comes into play with and you know how much insurance should you be carrying. It has an impact on succession planning and buy-sell agreements, estate planning, tax planning, exit planning. So there's a lot of uses for this information. So, so Jason, if a business owner is listening in and they want to get started with evaluation, they might be thinking, sure, it'd be great to have this info, but how do I get started? What kind of time commitment uh, do they have in getting a biz equity valuation started? It depends. Great question. The the time commitment depends a little bit on you know how prepared they are to go through it, right? Um, you know our the, the the if you have your financial house in order as a business and and you've got all of the financial data ready to go, um, you can get it all input in in as fast as you know five, ten, fifteen minutes perhaps, um, and then you know you you're going to see that valuation in in real time. Um, again, you know, having things like a, a, a balance sheet or an income statement or your tax returns, all of these things, right. Where you're going to be able to gather the necessary data to input into the system, having all of that stuff handy is certainly helpful to, to, to that end. 
and this isn't something that the business owner does themselves. I mean, they can if they want, but they can always delegate this. So you can talk a little bit about delegation of the data entry and, and just the the preparation of the evaluation. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and yeah, most business owners don't have this stuff handy, right? So if they're interacting with the software directly, they can literally delegate from the software where they can share a smart link to their accountant or to their CFO or to whoever it might be that has the data. Um, that person can input the data and then it's going to pull 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 directly into the platform and and then the business owner or their advisor will get notified. So yeah, more often than not they're they're delegating it from from that perspective and um you know th- there's all sorts of different ways, right? There's an offline fact finder that that um they might be able to gather the data on and then um somebody else might input it on their behalf, but um that's exactly right. And then once it's completed, how easy is it to update the valuation? Is this a Another data gathering round, or is it just updating the you know, the most uh, recent information? Yeah, it, it, that's exactly right. You might be, you know, it runs off of. Um, you can run evaluation with just one year's worth of, of financial data. It's best and tightest, quite frankly, with three years. And so, if you've got three years of of kind of rearview mirror data in there, and you're just updating it every year that you get new financial data, um, that's going to keep it. Um, that's going to keep it as up to date as as possible. And then once that value is produced, how often does that value update if they log into the dashboard? Is that something that's just until they update numbers again, or is that actually changing in real time throughout the year, just like you would see the value of Coca-Cola changing? Yeah, it's changing in real time. Um, So without an update to financials, you you might log into that dashboard and and see a different valuation. And then again, that's based on transaction history and market comp data. Now, um, there is a scenario in which... um, you know the 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 business owner might uh, not update financials and and not see the value change, right? I mentioned earlier that uh, private company valuations um, fluctuate far less than their public county uh, public company counterparts, rather. And so um, again, like if you're looking at a um, you know widget manufacturer in in Bozeman, Montana, um, there might not there, there might not be a transaction in the last three or four years um, there. So you might be looking at three or four year old transaction history data there. And that's okay. Um, that's just to 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 say that again, multiples aren't changing uh, all that often in 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 uh, the private company space. Um, but as they do, uh, you'll see that value update. Well, this has been fantastic because, you know, I I think a lot of business owners, uh, there just isn't enough awareness out there that this kind of technology exists and it is incredibly useful in the, in the planning process. So, you know, we're, uh, we're, we're proud supporters of biz equity. We, we use the system with our clients. So if you're out there listening and you're saying, yeah, this would be great to have this information, uh, just reach out to us. We can help you to uh, prepare the valuation uh, using the tools that you heard Jason speak about today. Uh, Easiest way to do that is just to reach out to us. Um, you can find us um, at www.mcgovernwealth.com, or you can email us info at mcgovernwealth.com. Um, and Jason, if they want to check out uh, BizEquity's website, what's the URL for that website? www.bizequity.com. Fantastic. And there's a lot of great information on the public website. So, uh, so Jason, thank you so much for joining us here on uh, Maximizing Outcomes. Yeah, Jim, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. All right, Eric, we turn it back over to you. Absolutely. Gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Jason, what a, a ton of great information. I know that there's uh, some ears burning out there. The, the business owners know that they need to get this done. I couldn't believe that stati- statistic. What I think you said 98%. 
don't know the value of the business. That's, that's crazy to me. Um, so again, great information, Jim, thank you so much for hosting and facilitating this. Of course, our last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Maximizing Outcomes podcast with Jim McGovern. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jim comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And we humbly ask that you share this podcast, rate it and leave a review. This actually does help others find the show. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at McGovern Wealth Group, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Maximizing Outcomes podcast, brought to you by Jim McGovern and the McGovern Wealth Group. Be sure to follow the show to be notified when new episodes become available. To suggest a topic or guest for a future episode, or learn more about how we can help to maximize outcomes in your life, visit our website at www.mcgovernwealth.com. This podcast is intended for general public use and is for informational purposes only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or McGovern Wealth Group, and opinions stated are their own. By providing this content, Park Avenue Securities, LLC, is not undertaking to provide investment advice or a recommendation for any specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Please contact a financial representative for guidance and information that is specific to your individual situation. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Jim McGovern is a registered representative and financial advisor of Park Avenue Securities, LLC, PAS. Securities products and advisory services offered through PAS. Member FINRA, SIPC. Financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. PAS is a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. McGovern Wealth Group is not an affiliate or subsidiary of PAS or Guardian. CA Insurance License Number. 0F67329 AR Insurance License Number 7119103 California Insurance License Number 0F67329 Arkansas Insurance License Number 7119103 Compliance Number 2022-147650 expires December 2024